welcome to another episode from our I Decided series. This series is dedicated to some people I know, some friends I cherish, and some clients that I've had the privilege of working with over my coaching life. All these people have one thing in common. They had an I Decided moment. A time in their life where they decided to plan a life they want to live in, or create a business on purpose. Today I have the privilege of sharing a conversation with Wes Sherlaw. Several years ago, Wes took 12 months off to travel around Australia. It ended up being a little longer than that as he enjoyed his time as he travelled around Australia. But one of the key things he was trying to do was grow his experience, grow his understanding, and grow more about how to understand how a business works. Wes has a keen sailing background, and when he created SMS Plumbing, sail-making services is the SMS. But now he's moved that into sensational maintenance services and Wes's plumbing business is just growing beyond his wildest dreams. His first attempt, however, at business didn't quite have the same success story as it does today. Like many business owners, when they start, they get grow and they develop, but the growth is unplanned and it's very responsive and reactive rather than proactive. It's not done by design, it's more done out of need and it's more done from a place of uh, hectic management rather than planned and scheduled management. So Wes's first attempt at designing and growing and developing a business ended up leaving him sick and tired of being sick and tired and he was exhausted and although the business had, had achieved some good results, it also wasn't achieving anywhere near the profit margin or the growth schedule that it should. Wes and I met through something called B&I, which is Business Networks International. And after having a few conversations, Wes for the first time understood that a business could be designed and intentionally grown and could give him the rewards that he was really seeking from business. So he knew he needed to learn to understand more about business. He was a good plumber, he was good in the trade, he was good at relating to people, but understanding business structure and growing a business structure intentionally was where he felt he was lacking. After our first few conversations together, we decided to have just a one-to-one where we talked about what coaching is all about and adding intentional growth into your business. It's been a pleasure to work with Wes over the last couple of years. And the reason that I've put this I Decided uh, conversation together with Wes is like many of my clients, typically they are very good at their profession very good at understanding what it is that they do. However, they just struggle with business design, business intention, business growth, and looking at the factors that monitor that in a, in a special way that allow you to get from where you are now to where, where you would really like to be, where you plan a life you want to live in through a business on purpose. So thanks, Wes, for joining us today, and uh, I look forward to our conversation around I Decided. Good morning, Wes. Good morning, Ian. Yeah, it's good to have you on board, and it's been fun to be able to work together over the last couple of years. Yeah. And uh, thank you for taking this opportunity to to be able to have a conversation. And <clears throat> this whole series is all about I decided. And what I've asked people to do is come in and have a conversation with me about when they decided uh, to plan a life they want to live in, when they decided to put their business on purpose when they decided to make some changes, and you and I have shared a few times, something changes when something changes. 
So what's the first something that you want to change? So that's what we're going to be having a, a little bit of a conversation around, but I'd like you to just to give me a, just a bit of a brief overview of, of the Wes Sherlaw story. And uh, tell me about what led you to becoming and deciding to, to own your own business. Yeah, thanks, Ian. Yeah, for me it was, I had worked at, in, a, in a few different industries and plumbing had been my um, original trade that I'd done. I worked, as I was saying, I worked in a number of different businesses and I never sort of really found the spot that I that I, I wanted to be in. And it, it just came to uh, a point where I had decided that I wanted to, to start my own business and I had some people around me who were also self-employed and um, that sort of uh, gave me the first step into doing that. I found as I started, I was uh, I just was on a, a constant learning learning curve, which I guess nothing has really changed. But um, at first it was kind of really just going where the wind blew. You know, clients would come on and you would take on uh, different types of work and not really uh, just being quite broad in, in what, what I was doing, which it, it, it actually uh, it grew well and I, I started to take on employees. My, my wife was able to, she's um, worked in a, in a business, in a family business where she was highly experienced with employing, employment of people so that was sort of an area I didn't have to sort of to to learn a lot about Emma really um, took the reins in those areas so for me it was really just building the business building clientele and just really learning as I was going on there was a point at which uh, we grew to a size that the level of stress that came on the management of people became a, a, a larger and larger part of it and without sort of having any uh, strategic planning of exactly what what it was that we were doing and and how it was going to look in the end got to a point where it became extremely stressful you know we we always we, we had great times and we had times where we were really under strain where uh, building building clients that we had had gone into liquidation it was extremely stressful that really brought about for me a a, a catalyst to if I was going to push on um, pay off the debts that I had from those uh, liquidations that I wanted it to be a certain way. As we worked through that, that is when I, I started to look and just think. At that point, we were really, you know, 13, 14 years in, into business. I started to realise that I really needed to be strategic about what I was doing. And that's when I started to look into, into coaching, which has really has helped me a lot to just uh, even look back at things that I, I had done in the past and thought, you know, that worked well and that was correct to do it that way and you, you move. But without sort of strategically planning it, it can, it can really just, I guess with the, without having that sort of horizon that, you, that you're working towards, it's just kind of things come and go and there's no real sort of um, harmony to it. So that's version one of the business. Version one of the business kind yeah. of took you down an accidental start, mm -hmm. even though it had an intentional idea around it, but it was very much an accidental start, very much an accidental plan, very much an accidental kind of growth curve that you're on, very yeah. reactive. Yeah. And I know you, we've talked, we've shared on multiple different levels, but 
your idea for starting the business never started because you're a pretty happy-go-lucky, pretty easy-going type of person. And tell mm -hmm. me some of the experience you had actually just prior to business. Some of the I, I know you've travelled and just share mm -hmm. some of the stories around you as a person and, and yeah. what you really enjoyed of of life in your trade prior to starting your business. Yeah. So um, prior to starting starting the business, I worked in. Uh, did my um, my plumbing trade and I decided that I was ready to for some new experiences after it was a, I think around seven years that I've been working and, and that uh, was in Sydney that was in Sydney yeah yeah um, so I packed up a Land Cruiser that I had and I, I traveled around Australia uh, for three years I did some plumbing work but I did a lot of other uh, types of trade I did um, some uh, sail making over in Perth. I also um, up in the, I spent some time up in the Kimberleys, looked after a, uh, a mango plantation up there and did some renovations to a homestead up there. And then I eventually I moved back to, to Sydney, started to sort of establish there and realised it was just too busy after living regional. I came back in, in contact with Emma, who I'm married to, we had known each other for a lot of our lives, been really good friends. We, we started a relationship together. Emma was uh, living and working in Newcastle. After spending a, t a bit of time in Newcastle, I decided that was where I wanted to be. It was beautiful and um, I'm very glad of that decision of moving up here. That's where, you know, Emma and I, we, we married. We have two boys, Rory and Grayson. Yeah, that, that's kind of how the, the progression to that um, moving into um, Newcastle, I actually started the business in in Sydney originally. I was down there for about six months, and then I I migrated the business up to Newcastle from there. Um, so at, at the time, it was really, I guess it started really as a lifestyle thing to actually get into business, and then it uh, it, it just uh, progressed from there. Yeah, that's that's really uh, I guess my progression to that. And SMS, your plumbing business name, also has a has a bit of a quirky little start to it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was actually uh, Sherlock Marine Solutions was actually the original uh, SMS. I actually had started, I was moving into a business of doing uh, canvas covers and, and whatnot for uh, the marine industry. Just as I was moving into that business and had just started it, a large plumbing contract came up. A family member of mine was um, asking whether I would be interested in doing it. And at the time I thought, well, while this business is kicking off, I can do this contract and get it done. So I used the same, the same logo and the, and the name from that, completed this contract, uh, which then led into another and another and another. I never actually got back to the, uh, the canvas, even though I still, I still actually uh, to this day, have a industrial sewing machine in our, um, our <laughs> shed at the uh, at the plumbing headquarters. Yeah, never actually quite got back to that one. Yeah, so whether it was Sherlock Marine Services or Sail Making Services, it's yeah. now. What's what's SMS stand for in the plumbing industry? Yeah, we we have we call it uh, Sensational Maintenance Solutions, is what we call it now. Yes, no, yeah. it's 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 a fun journey that you've been on, and, and I remember the. First time I heard about it, I thought, wow, that's, that's just a great transition mm. of life. And looking for opportunities where they exist and, and then taking it to the next level. So when you first had that idea of business and you said, oh, I'm, I'm going to start a business and I'm going to make that transition, was there a particular person that you spoke to and uh, what advice did they give you? 
To begin with, it was actually a plumber that I worked with in when I was in the Kimberleys, who who was really a fantastic tradesman and and very confident in the things that he did. And when I knew him, he, he didn't have a plumbing company. It was actually a shed building company. But he had the skills, made it very clear to me that it really didn't matter what it was that you were doing. It was just a matter of, you know, if you knew how to do it, you know, you, you had the, um, the skills to be able to do it and the knowledge and you could just um, choose and do really what what you wanted to do that was something that always that I've always appreciated in the back of my mind is that you know he was somebody who really planned what he was doing created a really great life that he had that in the property that we he was at it was good to see it was it was a good experience and I guess you know when you travel as a as a young person and you learn and you see different ways that people live mm-hmm. it gives you that confidence and it's a, it's just sort of opening your eyes to those experiences that you know you can you don't have to just stick to to um, plans that or how everyone else is doing things yeah and that you can really if you're interested in something you can you can start to sort of move in that direction and see whether it's something that will last or or whether it's something that you really are interested in and it's good to kind of I think reevaluate that fairly regularly as to whether that it, it can even be that you know something that you know you can um, you can do well in and, and make money in doesn't have to be a life sentence in a way look it's true our original name for our business was plan life mm-hmm. uh, and we've then progressed into business on purpose If people plan a life they want to live in, that's a seasonal approach and Mm -hmm. also uh, a lifetime aspiration. So both both of those aspects are relevant and there can be just simply seasons in life where you say, Mm -hmm. gee, I wouldn't mind. And if whatever answer that comes up at the back of that is have a go. Yeah. You know, and even in business now, you know, if you're exploring multiple flexible incomes, your primary income now might become a secondary income purely because you explore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. You explore a new a new season, a new avenue, a new opportunity. So, mm. so version one of business ended up with a lot of stress, a lot of strain, a mm-hmm. lot of pain, a lot of frustration. The bank account wasn't where you'd like it to be. Mm-hmm. The lifestyle definitely wasn't where you wanted to be. The internal was mm. uh, was not feeling like it was fulfilled, and mm-hmm. and uh, and you were kind of where just where you felt you really wanted to be. So that's about the time we met. Okay. Uh, in, in meeting that, I remember some of our early meetings, you were talking about wanting to reinvent life. I shared with you something changes when something changes. Mm-hmm. So what was the first something that you needed to change? Definitely for me, was I was in a, in a position where the business was successful, but I was, uh, I was just run down. I was run into the ground. I really felt I was trapped in the situation that I was in and... Um, you know, with the responsibilities of a family life and also the employees and the customers that I had, it just seemed like I was in a dead end. And it just was, I, I was really felt um, uh, stuck in that position. Um, and it was actually, um, it was actually, I guess, at that point that I, I knew that I needed to, to reach out and um, make some changes. And, uh, once I had reached that point, I was I was really ready to to make changes. I just wanted to make sure that 
the changes that I made from that point were strategic and planned and with a goal in mind. I didn't want to just uh, make changes and, and work on the same sort of business plan that had essentially gotten me into that dead end. So uh, for me, that Ian wasn't the first business coach that I had seen, um, but when I came to see Ian, that was when he and I clicked in that he, I felt, really understood where I was and, and where I wanted to get to. And just having that, having a position straight away where your mindset begins to change. You know, you, you, you start to see ways forward and how change can be implemented and your mindset begins to change. And when your mindset begins to change, that's when you start to make these improvements and, and just small changes and then seeing the the result of those small changes. For me, that was all I needed at the beginning, just to start making decisions and moving forward and, and deciding what I liked and what I didn't like and actually uh, making those changes. There's a couple of things I share with people when they first start coaching and when they mm. come into coaching from the perspective that you were coming in for that uh, I say the difference between a rut and a grave is two feet mm. and sometimes you feel like you're in this rut and you just can't you're just going and going and going and you're producing but you're not happy you know mm. so that difference yeah. between a rut and a grave is two feet the second part is coach what does coach stand for well c-o-a-c-h mm. change is the first thing openness accountability courage and honesty now, when you came to me and when we started talking, you displayed all those things. It was a desire to change. You were open to some new ideas. You were ready to be accountable. You've got a lot of courage, Wes, and you've, you're ready to face the things you need to. And you've been completely honest. You're not hiding anything. Mm. And that makes it very easy to work with. But if you look now over the last 18 months, uh, what are the key significant areas that you addressed and where are you up to on this journey? And why are you thankful that you addressed these things? Mm. So the, the things for me is really taking that accountability of where you are and yeah. what things are happening around you and, and not laying blame with, with people or situations around you. Understanding that the decisions that you make is where you end up. Absolutely. Um, so for me that making those steps in, sometimes you don't even know where the goal might be or the, you know, where you want to head in those situations, especially when you're highly stressed and the, and the situation is difficult, but making some, making some positive choices, getting your, your, your mental side under control and understanding where you fit in, into the situation of decisions and areas that uh, uh, that are creating these problems so i think for me just having that advice and bringing things to the table that i feel are issues with the way that you that you actually do things and how they they come back onto you and that's something from from that point on moving forward from that i often was actually you know just just yesterday there was a situation that came up and i critique the way that I do things and how I ended up in that position from the decisions that I made, not from what 
the people around me did or the situation came up and making um, how you how you actually decide the next move needs to be planned and, and thinking ahead and it's good to look back at those decisions even just in that same day and just think the reason why I'm doing this is because I made this decision mm. and that's how I ended up there and then looking forward to the next day and the, and the next week and thinking these are these are my strategies now to not end up in that situation so yeah. it's it just sort of creates a system within your mind of just making decisions and understanding that what what comes from those decisions and whether you like them or not or whether they fit into your plan that increases the speed of when things change and you don't end up going down a a road that has a an area that you don't want to go to you know and making those changes it's interesting what you've said there i've just uh, finished going back through uh, the seven habits of highly effective people in there steve covey he talks about that there's a a trigger of some type and then there is response and between that we need to put a gap mm. we yep. need to make a decision not a reaction yep and that one of the first parts of making you know if if we actually make decisions better we make better decisions mm. that's correct so if we think about how to make decisions better all the time we can more quickly analyze and then synthesize a better decision-making process. Mm. And we do that more regularly the more we practice it. But having the kind of the trigger and the response and putting a gap in the middle of us, that, that just helps us make better decisions. What's some of the areas that you feel now on the road to recovering from a, more like a, being that workaholic Mm -hmm. to being a business owner, business planner, business manager, and not just a plumber, what are some of the decisions that, that you're making better now that you, you're feeling, yeah, this is putting me now in this right direction, in the direction I really want to find myself in the future? So uh, for me, in that, in that situation of, you know, there, there's still, for me, there's areas where I still feel like I, I have doubt Okay. Um, and I know these are areas that I want to move into and take hold of and really and really guide um, the business in those areas. So it's as you go, there's always there's always the next step. For me at the moment is really getting behind my employees and and helping them to to progress in their position in in, in a way where it, it it's organised and they understand exactly what their their position. Uh, entails and and to move for them to move up in the business and take more responsibility these are the next steps um, and putting in a in a process that it it increases their value they're making more money in the business um, the business is getting more from them but moving myself into a position where the more time I have available is more time that I can spend on on helping them take those positions and and um, put in place systems to to help that that progress. So my my mindset as far as that has really changed to what can I do for them? You know how can I how can I help help the team? At the moment, in in the last sort of four months, um, the guys have have been working extremely hard and moving through a lot of jobs to try and. Uh, keep up with the the 
amount of work that we have. So with that, that progression, actually having putting together um, a stronger team, taking on another person so that they can then come back to a more even amount of work that they can handle and that there is time for, for other things to be done for them, for invoicing and quoting and time for them to learn how to do that correctly, mm. um, which is all moves in the direction of where I want to go to get to a point where I can manage a team that carry out each of these, um, these items that need to get done within the business. It's something you have to be patient at. It's not going to happen overnight, but it's just steps and moving in that direction of how can I help them? How can, how can I put things in place to allow them to, to progress up in the business as well? Yeah. <clears throat> I read in a book once that the, the best person to ever own a hairdressing shop would be a plumber. Because they would never try and cut hair, they would just simply manage the business. That's right. And one of the biggest dangers in any trade or professional related business is that if the owner of the business is very connected to the profession, then they will try and stick to their profession longer than they should when they've moved into a management role. So you're transitioning now into redefining your role in the business. Tell me some of the, the redefinition of your role in the business that you're seeking and what strength will that give you in your business? Yeah, so that is definitely, uh, I think anybody who is a professional in their trade is always going to have that, that issue with get out of the way, let me do it. Yes. This is how you do it. And it's really easy to get into that. And if it happens enough, employees will get themselves into a situation where they have to make decisions. It might be a difficult situation that they're in. They will just go, oh, I'll just, I'll just call up so-and-so and they'll sort it out. And you start to get into this process of then um, not stretching themselves to make decisions and you get constantly drawn into things that are happening. It may even be that you get drawn out of what you're doing, working in the office and, and organizing and pre-planning and you get drawn out to things on site that you really, it's really not necessary for you to be there. So it's that, it's really that trying to avoid getting drawn into situations that you really don't need to be involved in, which comes through training, you know, training the guys and having them understand. And it's, for me, it's definitely the um, trickiest situation for me is to that is to redefine um, my position in the business and the and separating myself from what the business is. It's it's not me. It's it's this item here, and actually um, separating that the the mental side of it redefining my my position as um, a business owner and not as a plumber mm -hmm. um, is definitely a tricky it's a tricky situation to um, really is a depth in in your in your personality and, and your psyche and to 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 change those items and redefine them I find that difficult it, it's a slow process it's slower than I wish it was but I find that I am by concentrating on it and thinking about it and redefining it regularly in my head 
as to my position and that I'm not going to get in the way of the employees, which is is something that is quite easily easy to do is to micromanage and, and get in their way. You want to get out of their way and let them yeah. do their and be able to stand in, you know, and and help them through situations, but not get too involved that you're micromanaging them. If you want them to change the way they're doing, it's really, you need to do it through training, I find, than just going out and pushing them out of the way and doing it. Yeah. Doesn't help. Yeah, the superhero model mm -hmm. is, is not a sustainable model. No. Uh, and you're right, you don't create interdependent thinkers. Mm. They may be independent in their role, but they're not interdependent as how they work with you. They're still very dependent because, you know, that's what you fostered. Mm. Where on the other side of it, if you foster interdependence and you foster them knowing what your role is and what their role is and develop and train and, and build them up in that space, but then also give them the opportunity mm. to be able to be responsible. Yeah. That, that's a huge step. I think actually seeing employees surpass what you do mm. is really uh, great when you you train them and you advise them in a situation and then as time goes on you see them develop and develop in it where you then start to um, look at the the projects they do and the outcomes and you look at it and you think that's actually better than i can do and that's great that's where yeah, you absolutely. get to that that spot where it's perfect where they're they're progressing and in those situations you, you can then team two up at the same time and say okay um, this person will you'll be working on this project with this person and I know that they can do it better than I can and that and then that's the further training that goes on within that yeah yeah I remember just as a young kid when I was doing my apprenticeship as an electrician I really blew something, I, I kind of made a mistake and uh, I was being really hard on myself and my tradesman, he was very gracious, he, he, he probably was my most influential tradesman that I ever worked with, but he said to me something that just stood with me for the rest of my life and he said, my role as a tradesman is to turn you out better than what I am. And I never forgot that with the employees and with the staff, I always believed that my role was to turn my apprentices out better than what I was. So you've got version two of the business. Yep. It's happening now. Mm -hmm. um, you've got a glimpse. I, I kind of think like a glimpse is like a baby vision. Yep. It, if, it's, if it's nurtured, if that glimpse is nurtured, you're actually moving towards the vision you want to create of how a business now could look. Mm -hmm. And at the moment, you've, you've got some people that you're transitioning into leadership and taking over some of those responsibilities that you've yep. currently worn the hat off mm -hmm. and now you want to move them into so describe to me that future now that you want to move into and and a bit of a time frame that you would like to see that develop over at the moment we uh as ian said we're um developing some key uh, team members within our our um, company having these people move and train and my position at the moment is really setting down the processes of how things that I do in the business are completed and how others can then follow behind, com complete them in the, the, the process that needs to be done. In a way, it's actually really good for me to actually put the process down on paper 
to sort of have a look at it and, and make sure that the way I'm doing it is always the same as well and that I that I'm keeping myself in in, in check with with the processes and how things get done within the business and once you start to do that you start to see which is the best way and then you can start to move those processes onto onto the the next employee who is going to take that that position and start to move into those areas so for me I'm really interested in seeing how far I can take that how far I can move in that direction areas in my business that I didn't think that I would give away to another person which I I have and we've worked through it and it's been successful and you start to once you you begin it it's one of those things that's the hardest to get started but once you you start going down that road you start to think what else can I do what are these other items exactly yeah what else can they do and there's when you discuss it with people within your business there's people who are like Oh, thank God you've asked. You know, like I'm really interested in in seeing that and learning that and and becoming involved in that. And then it becomes a, that you're not isolated. You're not on your own. You're, you're moving in with with uh, moving forward and having other people take responsibility. And you're not wearing, as you said, so many hats um, within the business. So my over the next twelve months for me is to really is to really focus on training. Um, and putting processes in place so that I can start helping the employees more and moving back into a position where I am looking at, you know, where the business can move and not being stuck down in the engine room as such and actually um, be able to to really guide it and move forward. You need to stay at the helm. Exactly, yeah. And procedures, policies and processes are your presence when you're not present. Exactly. And if we don't have them written and we don't have them in manuals and we don't have them in training, then our espoused procedures, policies and processes are so different to mm-hmm. entrenched ones, you know, where, yeah. where the team really knows. And, and that's when that acronym of team, Together Everyone Achieves More, becomes reality in our business. Mm-hmm. Because what we've done is we've instituted our procedures, policies and processes. People know where to turn to for training rather than ringing you on the phone and annoying you all day long. They're working out of a out of a manual which allows them to learn. And then repetition becomes the mother of learning and they, they start to grow and develop and get strength. So, mm, correct, yeah. Uh, congratulations. And your journey, it's been a privilege to work with you because I, I know how dedicated you are to seeing a different model of business than version one. Mm. And this version two, you, you seem far less stressed uh, far more like you're enjoying life mm. and uh, and taking on challenges that you, you're just enjoying every part of life a mm. whole lot more so yeah so tell me wh- when this is instituted when the business grows when you're in management you've got a team flowing and it's it's working you know you've still got problems you got you mm. know every part of success means you've got a new layer of problems to overcome yep. so you never escape those and Someone asked me once, does it ever get any easier? And I answered, no, it doesn't get easier. You simply get better. And I mm. see you improving as a person mm. uh, and your amelioration. So what's, what's one dream that you've got when the, when the business is, is team managed, not just solo managed? Mm. What's one dream you've got? A dream of mine would be to, um, to come in uh, for an hour or two, help in, in any way that is needed, or just reassure and touch base with 
the people within the business working and be able to um, to spend more time with the family and, and take up other hobbies and interests that, that I have, which are waiting for time at the moment. So yeah. to be able to get to a position to be able to stay out of their hair is really a fantastic um, situation for me to be in. And I'd also know in our conversations, it's not only to see your own life improved, mm. but it's to see your staff's life improve as well. Mm. And for them to be able to enjoy their life and plan their life that they want to live in. Exactly. Yep. So as at the end of every conversation that I have with someone, I ask people, one day your life is going to be reduced to a sentence, maybe a paragraph. Mm. It'll be sitting on a plaque somewhere. What would you like that sentence to say? I think for me, the sentence would be to have that, the feel of you know, taking on challenges and, and the actual working through of, of um, challenges, I okay. think for me. Yeah. Yep. There'll be a couple of commas in there, but mm. we'll make that happen. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, you know, you're, you're up for a challenge. Yep. Whether it's sailing, whether it's travelling around Australia, mm. whether it's starting a business that you learn from to reinvent a new business to start in a model now that you, you want to live in. For me, you've actually exemplified what I want to do in coaching, where I really want to help people plan a life they want to live in through a business on purpose. Mm. So it's been a privilege to, to work together. and it's, it's so exciting to watch the way you're reinventing life and reinventing your business. Incredibly proud of you. And, and we've had the privilege of using your services as well. I actually love working with you in, in that space. It's been a mm. really good space and, and very reliable. And so, so thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Ian. It. Yeah, it's been, it's been fantastic to work with you and be able to take some pages out of that book and really understand the way that you look at, at business and the processes. And it's really, I find for me, um, the way that you, that you coach is really to show and actually allow people to understand different ways of doing things without telling them this is what you need to do. It's just exposing people to new ideas and new um, ways of doing things and then allow that to kind of just naturally sink in and, and make the changes. Mm. Yeah, I appreciate that. You're Thank very you. welcome. Thanks, Wes. Thank you. This concluded my conversation with Wes. And it's been a great opportunity to work with Wes and, and enjoy the, the journey that he's been on. We're at the end of our first initial interviews and I'm trying to do more of them in person now. We still will have a few more that we have to do on Zoom uh, to be able to capture people who are in different parts of Australia and different parts of the world. I look forward to you joining me next time. Thanks for being part of our conversations. And the best way that you can help us in sharing the I Decided series is to talk to a friend and suggest that they have a listen to one of our conversations as well. I would love your feedback. I'd love you to give me a call or send me an email just to let me know what you think of our I Decided series so far. If you've missed any of the episodes, feel free to go back and have a listen to them and give me some comments. If there's a particular person that you think would be really good to interview, please send them my way and uh, I'd love to have a conversation with them. I'd love to have a chance for them to tell me about their I Decided journey. Thanks so much for listening and I look forward to you joining me next time where we have a very special guest. Thanks very much. Thank you.